Welcome to the Vibrant Mind, Vibrant Life podcast. I'm your host, Sean Hill. My mission is to help you become the best version of yourself and live a life you truly love. I'll be sharing with you inspiration and practical tips on how you can use your mind to unlock your potential and become the vibrant person you were born to be. Well, hello, 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 and welcome. We're on episode number 40. We're into March already of 2022. Where is the year going? Now, today we're going to be talking about one of the biggest mistakes that so many coaches make when they're working with their clients. It's a mistake that actually sabotages the results that their clients get. Now, not on purpose, I might add, yet that is what happens. So it goes without saying that this is super important when it comes to coaching, because when people go to a coach for help, when they seek out a coach, they do it with the expectation that they'll achieve a certain result. Usually it's because they have a problem or issue that they haven't been able to resolve themselves and they want some help with that, or they want to push themselves to achieve more and need some accountability and some assistance to get there. If the coach isn't able to deliver in the way that is needed, then the client, of course, won't be getting what they came for. And that isn't good for either the coach or the client. Understanding this is of massive benefit for all parties involved. So what is the mistake that I'm talking about? When a client goes to a coach, they'll be going there with a problem or maybe more than one problem. When someone has a problem, they obviously haven't worked out the solution. Otherwise, they wouldn't have the problem in the first place. No one ever went to see a coach to tell them that they've got it together. They know exactly what they're doing and they don't require any help with it at all. A client will have their head in a metaphorical problem box. So imagine that when a client goes to a coach, they have their box in a head with problem written on it. Because of this, they're unable to see outside of the box. And outside of the box is where all of the solutions to the problem exist. So the coach's role is to help identify the things that are holding the box together, which more often than not is in their mind with their thoughts, their beliefs, their emotions and so on. The coach helps them to remove the, the sticky tape, the staples, the stickers, all of that stuff that has been keeping the box in place until the box has been dismantled and is no longer there. When that's gone, the client then can see the answers that were always there for themselves. They just didn't have access to them with a box on the head. When you have the tools to do that as a coach, it's a pretty straightforward process. So where does it all go wrong? Many coaches like to work with clients who are going through the problems that they themselves have overcome in the past. This is a wonderful thing to do because when it's something that you've experienced yourself, you can really appreciate what the person is going through. And that is often something that ignites a lot of passion in a person. You know, I myself have overcome things in the past that I didn't think were possible at the time. And when I see other people going through it, I have this strong desire to show them that it, that it doesn't have to be that way. There is a solution. But this is often where the problem lies for many, many coaches. When a coach has their own emotion around the issue that their client is experiencing, then they haven't fully resolved that problem within themselves. That doesn't necessarily mean that they haven't physically come out the other end. It's about whether or not there's still an emotional connection to the past that steers them today. Let me give you an example so you can understand what it is that I mean. Let's say there's a woman who spent 
many years focusing her energy and efforts into her children, who then left home, as children do. So she was then left feeling lost when her children were gone, and she suffered from what you'd call empty nest, and had to reinvent herself off the back of it. Roll forward five, ten years, and she now has her own coaching business, and she's doing well. And one day, a client approaches her for help. Her children have left home also, and she's having an identity crisis. She's going through that same pain. So this appears to be an ideal match, right? And it very well could be, providing that the coach has fully resolved all the emotions around her own children leaving. So the coach must be able to look back at that period of her own life without any negative emotion, without any limiting beliefs around it or any internal conflicts. She has to be fully aligned in knowing that she has gotten over that. If she hasn't, if, for example, she still feels sad when she thinks about it, or she's good most of the time, but there's still part of her that is almost grieving for that period and she wishes that she could go back. Or maybe she's created a belief that every mum has to feel bad after their children leave home. Then there is still stuff lingering that needs dealing with. And the problem is that that coach will then project that onto her client. A coach isn't able to help someone else with something that they haven't totally resolved themselves. Now, you may be wondering, why is this a problem? How does that impact on the coaching process? As a coach, you have to give your clients 100% support in them actualizing their results. Anything less than 100% support is actually sabotage. When a coach has their own underlying issues, and I'm not necessarily talking issues that have like an impact on their day-to-day life. It could be things that are just lurking there in the background at times or pop up or there's just something there. They risk becoming part of their client's problem. They almost join them in that metaphorical problem box. So, for example, when they give their clients tasks to do between each session and the client doesn't do them or doesn't do them fully, the coach buys into their problem. They may think, oh, do you know what? I get it. I've been there. I know how hard it is when your children first leave. So don't worry about it. You're doing a great job. Now, this is done with good intentions. The coach usually wants to really help and support their client through it. They really, really do. But in doing that, they have now become part of the problem, not the solution. And it sabotages their client's results. The client wants to not have this problem. So they need someone who can see outside of the box and show them how to get there to facilitate their client in that process. The coach isn't there to be the client's friend. The client will probably have friends for that. They'll have friends that tell them it's okay and they should feel bad and that they probably will for a while. But that's not what the client has come to the coach for. Now, of course, a coach can be friendly but they are there to be the coach and that will require them holding them accountable, bringing to their attention when they're not keeping their end of the bargain. So if they're not doing what they agreed to do within the coaching sessions, and this one's important, always focusing on and fully believing that their client will achieve the results that they have come to them for. If the coach enters into the client's problem, then they are sabotaging the success that their client will have. And this goes across all different areas of life. If someone is a relationship coach, then they have to have let go of any emotions around past or even current relationships, although negative emotions, that is. They can keep the good ones. In health, if there's a coach who has lost weight, for example, 
and now they help people with emotional eating or habits, yet they still feel angry about how they behaved in the past or ashamed of themselves or they believe that no one will find love until they have lost a certain amount of weight or they are a certain size or whatever it might be. The coach ends up projecting their own problem, their own emotions, their own thoughts onto their client and it influences their coaching. So how can this be overcome? As a coach, you need to pay attention to yourself, to your emotions, particularly around your client's issues. When you know what their problem is, check in with yourself to notice if you have any emotional connection to it. If there's anything there, even if it's only something small, it will limit the success that your client has. A client can only achieve what the coach believes is possible. So rather than projecting your limitations onto your client, use it as feedback for what you need to work on. It may not seem like a wonderful thing, but it really, really is because as people, we're often not aware of our unconscious mental and emotional programming. So when things are brought to your awareness, it's a fantastic opportunity for you to work through it. And then if you choose to, you can help others to do the same. The other thing to keep in mind, which is going a little bit off track, but it's worth mentioning, is that if the thought of having to be, um, I suppose, assertive with your clients not buying into any reasons or excuses that they have for not carrying out their part in the coaching process, having to pull them up on the things that help to keep them on track. If any of that feels uncomfortable or is something that you don't want to do, you don't believe you can do, you feel fear, anxiety about doing, then that also needs addressing. Again, the client is there for a service and it's important that you're able to do what is needed to get them the results that they've come for. And as important is that you're in a place in a a state of mind whereby you can enjoy the sessions with the people that you have. A lot of people go into coaching because they're passionate about helping people. Having the tools and the resources to overcome your own obstacles is the most wonderful way to then be able to help other people and show them, you know, I've done it. I've been there. I get you. Let me help you with that. But really help you. Any concerns that you have about being able to do that in a coaching relationship, you know, whether it's due to a lack of confidence, concern about what will happen or anything else, that again will be projected onto the client and will hinder their progress. So it's doing them a disservice. Now, all of this can and should be done with love and kindness with your client's best interest at heart. It's all done with good intentions to help them. Not being part of their problem is not about dismissing what they're going through. It's about assisting them with the change that they have come to you for. So the question to ask yourself as the coach, when these problems are presented to you, when you have the opportunity to work with people through them, is what emotions am I feeling? What is it that I need to deal with to resolve this within me? And then take steps to do that. Whilst you're doing that, absolutely continue to help people whose problems you don't have any emotion around yourself and to have integrity in your work, only work with those particular clients when you have resolved it yourself. Now, it may be that even listening to this episode has presented some of what may be going on for you. Maybe it's brought something to the surface for you to deal with. Remember, this is a good thing. You've got to know what the problem is before you can resolve it. Again, it's been an absolute pleasure talking with you. For now, 
Have an amazing week and I will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. You really are the reason that this podcast exists. So if you enjoyed this episode, I would really appreciate you leaving a review and make sure that you follow and subscribe so you never miss an episode. I'll see you there.